Welcome to the What I Wish I'd Known podcast, brought to you by three kind of 30 somethings <laughs> Instagrammers. <laughs> I'm gonna, well, I'm, well, well, when are you 30? This is four months, guys. Oh, oh, such four a months. child in Paris, I, aren't you? You've got so much to learn, Jess. Why, what are you doing I'm here? Doing serious stuff. Don't get drunk. Well, 30 something ish Instagrammers sharing the things we wish we'd known. So I'm Joe, Labella Love. I'm Jess, the fat funny one. And I'm Lauren from the Parenting Chapter. Through our weekly podcast, we are going to tackle a new topic each week, sometimes with the help of an expert guest, and together we're going to try and impart our life lessons and the things that we wish we had known. But we don't really know what we're talking about, do we? So mm, we. <laughs> no, sadly, I'm an expert in the next thing, but it's oh, not yeah, something I've, I've really wanted to you be. But, but we like to just say, uh, as boring as it is, we like to just say that we really don't know what we're talking about most of the time and if anything we say particularly today's topic um is triggering to you you feel like you need to go and talk to somebody please 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 check out our show notes we've got lots of mental health resources there or go and speak to your gp and there are lots of great counseling services um or just talk to a friend it's good to talk so with that in mind swiftly on this week's topic Again, not a hugely light one today. We're going for the biggies, aren't we, girls? Yeah. It is divorce. You said that with a sigh. We should do, yay! <laughs> divorce, yay! Yeah. I'm like that. Divorce, yay! And I'm the one going through it. You guys are still married. But I throw it around all the time. I'm like, if you <laughs> don't wash up the dishes, I'm getting a divorce. And I should be worried at how little he cares about that <laughs> statement. But we shouldn't throw it around, really, because actually um, it's a very serious topic it and is. it affects quite a lot. I don't know the stats, but I know it's... nearly it's half. Nearly half. Yeah. That's, that's a hell of a lot of people. And we have just had Valentine's Day, so actually, and as, as much as I want to make a joke about that, when there is a holiday or a day like Valentine's Day, it can really sharply put your relationship yeah. into focus. And it's a day when you're supposed to be in love and big proclamations. We've obviously t- said our, what we feel about Valentine's Day, haven't yeah, we, girls? Um, already on earlier episodes. But, you know, it can, be, it, can be, it can be a really tough time of year for people. So what is it? So we should say... Who have we got on the line? We have Ooh. got somebody. We've got a special we've guest got, we've today. We've got a guest, and and they're a little bit further away than than we. They're not in the pod. They're not in the pink pod. For that, bluntly. Yeah, because yeah, because Jess has drank a fizzy drink and she's like popping all over the shop. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> we have got the wonderful Jack. Hi, Jack. Hello. And you are a wonderful blogger. We, we've got you on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and you are, it's F underscore divorce, isn't it? Yes. Um, and you, I think it's quite nice and refreshing to hear from a man's perspective. Yeah. Um, and you talk quite openly about um, your divorce. And obviously, Lauren, it's something, unfortunately, or fortunately, fortunately depending, blunt, perception is everything, um, <laughs> something that you're going through at the moment. Yeah. So... I don't know which one of you is that. Lauren, do you want to kick off? Because this is probably going to be easier for you guys to talk about. You're both looking at it a bit differently as well, I guess. Yeah, and that's what I just said at the start of the podcast. You know, we're both in heterosexual relationships and you don't really know how the other sex, as in your your ex-partner, is feeling throughout a divorce process. Well, they're putting it out there. They're not ex-partners, just to make that clear. Lauren and Jack. No, no, we're not. Just in case, because the way you said that, it was like, uh, everyone's going to be like, this is juicy. Yeah, this is juicy. They're having their divorce live on a podcast. <laughs> what with you two navigating? Jesus Christ! I mean, We've it would be a lot more lighthearted, wouldn't it? 
<laughs> but no, you you don't often get to hear for you know the opposite sex what they're actually feeling or thinking. So for me, this is going to be not that I bluntly give a shit about my how my ex felt or feels, and that's being quite direct. But it's enlightening to know you know everybody labels that the women as the emotional one and men just stick their head in in the sand. But I'm guessing probably we're going to find out from Jack that it's quite the opposite, actually. And, and you know, we, we did an earlier episode on grief and this has absolutely been a form of grief, loss, sadness, elation, empowerment. It's, mm. it's a similar process. What a mixture of emotions. Completely. And, and it's a total process. But what I wish to know about divorce, um, bluntly, I think it's the time word it takes time you are not in control of the ex the people managing the process to get you to the other side Mm -hmm. and you know a week feels like six years um especially when one day you knew that person and their family intimately you had a sense of what they were going to do and why they did things and then they change and you're like well I'm not in control not that I wanted to be in control but I have no sense of what move you're making what you're saying they're not predictable Um, but also equally time in that sense of you know, I remember I've had plenty of ex-boyfriends, as you probably could tell. And you know, if you wanted, to, if you wanted to bin them off in the past, you know, you'd just avoid the local kebab shop that you used to go in, or do you know what I mean, you wouldn't go to that club. But I think when you then go through a period, and I've got a little one, Flynn, you mm. can't just shut the door, sh- don't go to the places you used to go to, and forget and move on. It's, it's, and that's the time piece. So that's what I wish to know. That time is so precious yet so frigging annoying when you're going through a divorce because you just want to get it done with so but what about you jack what 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 do you wish you'd known i think uh the way i look at divorce is uh in a way a lot like a death you had mentioned with the family and friends and all these things that uh you're used to and for me it was just the sudden loss of literally all of that i mean there's an entire group of people that over the years of the relationship i had that I love and I no longer really have contact with. I lost a lot of friends because of it. And that just shocked me because like you, I mean, obviously, I've I've gone through breakups before, but this just seemed so much more finite, except the difference between like a death and divorce is I still see my ex posting on Facebook. You know what I mean? She's still out there. Yeah, I could still potentially run into her. And I don't have the issues that you have as far as having to worry about shared parenting or anything because I don't have any kids. So I do, I am fortunate enough to be able to kind of block her out a little bit more than you can. But from my perspective, that's the easiest um, comparison for people who haven't gone through it. The whole process sucks. I mean, divorce sucks. And it feels like a death. Yeah, I can absolutely. I mean, we just did a grief um, episode and so much of what you're saying resonates with me. But it's it's sort of grief plus because, you know, when somebody dies, you don't have to then say goodbye to all of their family as well. So Mm -hmm. say my partner died, my husband died, you know, I would get support from his mum, his dad, who feel like my family, um, who who are my family. Um, his friends, everybody else, but you—you you know that—that's something that hadn't really occurred to me. Sat in my position, that it's—it's 
it's huge. It has a huge ripple effect. So did you find that as well, Lauren? Or mine, are you mine, finding that? Mine was quite the opposite. I was like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Lauren, bye, thanks. Lauren's like, half the Christmas list. Half the, this is easy. I've got less birthdays to remember. Good times. I've been no. waiting for this moment. Good running. No, seriously. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, dirty laughs coming out. No, there, there were parts, shall we say, I'm saying that in a very eloquent way. Uh, there were parts, of course, and, and I think actually it was more on the reverse with my ex, you know, and he's he since said to my parents, you were like my parents, and he we, we get on well, actually, and, and he goes round and he'll start making himself a cup of tea in my mum and dad's house, and he'll go, oh, now, still. Yeah, and he goes, oh, I'm really sorry, I forgot myself. And they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. And and he's like, oh, but should and they're like, just be comfortable, you know. So do you find that strange? Um, I think it's good, for, it's good for Flynn, though, isn't it? To it see is. That. Yeah. We, we've tried to, you know, we've had, and there's no denying that there has been some big, big uh, moments, ups and downs to, to go through this process. And I think that, that goes back to, again, talking about the grief process or acceptance, rather, of what is happening. Um, I always think it goes down to who, and I don't know how it works in the US, Jack, but who serves the divorce papers completely dictates then the pace the 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 acceptance um i served the papers um i knew i was going to serve the papers but of course when you think about the other person who then receives them and and certainly in the uk you can receive them over email which it's quite impersonal it's not like the old school how you imagine someone turns up knocks on the door and goes here we go sir here's Mm -hmm. some divorce papers that happens in american movies probably does that does that what happens in the u.s with serving i don't know if you can do it through email that worries me because like what if it went into my spam or something and I never thought yeah, this is oh, junk shit, I'm divorced. <laughs> um. <laughs> you mean I could have shagged that lady right. and I didn't because I thought I was married exactly. what um, oh, I love your they do still serve you though uh, usually people aren't as surprised about it usually you're, you're pretty aware uh, you know, you're separated and stuff like that. I'm first, laughing because but... I feel like there's some people who really wouldn't have a clue. But right, no, right, no. Yeah, you just didn't. get the Facebook notification that says you're uh, <laughs> you're no longer no married. Longer in a relationship. I actually that no happened to me. In a she she changed it. Uh, yeah, she actually did that. She changed the oh. um, after our last kind of big fight. She changed the Facebook status from married to separated. Oh, that was it. That was it. Fuck. Wow. Ouch. Although, I put my hands up, and again, if he listens to this, he'd be like, Is that what you did? I actually removed him as a friend because, you know, I knew, again, this is what I mean by it depends who serves the papers. I knew a process was going to happen. And for me, it was about making it as least painful for both sides and and of course life goes on um and people go out and I've said I wasn't you know going out a huge amount because it was just so so up and down but I do think it does does matter and 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 yes the other person might well have been expecting it but it's so formal seeing your two names and then the court of Barry St Edmunds with a stamp and a mm-hmm. solicitor's number it's so just so it's you know it, it almost just goes very functional and sterile overnight and and thus what then happens is somebody if you will serve the papers you know you're not going to oh thanks very much unless it's obviously you know you've been waiting for the prerequisite in the UK kind of two-year separation period you're going to go no 
I'm not accepting these. No way, because it is a grieving process because you have to then say, this ball is rolling mm-hmm. and I've got to let it roll. Both of you, do, do, do you agree with that, Jack? I do. I mean, I think it's, when it comes down to it, it depends on if you saw it coming and if you knew it was coming. And it's it's just like the, a breakup of any relationship. Usually before the, the, the breakup happens, uh, the person who's doing the breaking up tends to have already kind of started to pull away and they've already started mm-hmm. that process. Whereas the person who is being broken up with uh, is is more or less kind of in a state of shock at first, because even if they saw it coming, uh, they're still fighting for the relationship, wanting the relationship. And so, yeah, the person getting served tends to be you know, a little little farther behind in the process, I guess. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And, and you have to allow for that, which I didn't. I was like, right, come on, hurry up. You know, I'm not exactly Mrs. Patient. And I was like, right, right, I'm ready. I'll just, you know, change my name. And that sounds brutal, but I think, t- again, goes back to my time point. But and I remember speaking to um, a psychotherapist who sort of works with parents when there's a child in the middle. And she said, Lauren, you've got a, you know, at least probably about a six-month period, allow that Perth, that's like a six-month catch-up period. They're going to be six months behind you, maybe longer. Allow it because then it will make the process Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess easier. you've got yeah. to think about um, when you've come to a decision, how long it took you, some, you know, even on a subconscious level, to have come to that decision. And so, that, yeah, like you say, that person playing catch-up. And I, I'm, I'm not taking it out of the divorce context here, but I often get frustrated with my husband about things that, you know, I'll have explained what's happening, so it's not like we haven't had the communication, but I've had a really long time thinking or thinking about something. And I'm like, so, we're doing this. And he's like, hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. What? And I forget that crucial part of how long that's been sitting there in my mind. Say we were going to move house or something like that how long I've been like oh well I'm not happy with the area and I want this and oh when my little girl goes here and you you start to you and you haven't communicated any of it so I can imagine it's that plus you know that's it's that on crack isn't it when yeah, it's, it's just elevated and I think that and then you're not that, communicating yeah, in the same final, way like it is so final like and it sounds so morbid to relate it to death but that is you know it's my, the death of a relationship, yeah, my grandparents it? were together 60 years and my grandma's been sick a long time so she had almost made peace with the fact that she was going to pass. Like, she knew that. Yeah. Um, and when she did, you could tell that she... Like, even weeks before, she was kept saying, you know, I just want to go home. And we were all like, but you are home. And she meant, like, kind of heaven home. Like, she was like, yeah. I just... I'm done. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm, you know, I've lived my life. I'm OK. And my granddad could not keep up with that. So when she finally passed, he, again, was... Like, but I thought she was just going to get better, and it was like she'd already been on that journey. Yeah, she'd already processed Acceptance. what was going to happen. She yeah. accepted that this was kind of the inevitable, and he didn't. So mm. now he's he's playing catch up now when she's not here, and I guess that's exactly what you're describing. It, it is, and and you know when the other person has sort of caught up a bit, but again, it's a constant. You're not in control of any of it as much as you think you are. And I say about the person you serve the papers, but it, it's you know who's experienced it before. Unless you're like a you know three times married person, and probably that I might Does well it, be. I that wonder if it gets easier. Rose. You know when people are like, "Oh, Jack, this is you, my fourth husband." I'm like, "What the hell?" Yeah, Jack. Do you? I you know because what a lot of what you do, um, you know, on social media is to talk about divorce to other people. Have you found that? there are people that it does get easier for or do you find that there is a sort of very similar journey for want of a better word I don't really like that word but you know do people sort of follow the same path do you have you found that 
Um, I mean, it, it it really depends on the person. I mean, there are yeah. those stages of grief, and those are pretty common. Uh, but one thing I've noticed is there's kind of two diverging paths. There's either the people that were kind of like me that got kind of stuck in the depression side of things and not moving through the whole process. Then there are people that tend to rush it. And I've run into so many people that they'll turn around and they didn't figure out what went wrong, how to fix it, because generally, unless it's some sort of like abuse situation or something, you know, abnormal, most divorces happen because two people screwed up. It's it takes two people to uh, make a marriage and it takes two people to break a marriage. And a lot of a lot of the time I've noticed they won't acknowledge and learn from their mistakes and so they stay kind of in the blaming the other person stage and then they'll jump on and move into another relationship and it's it kind of stinks because they'll disappear for a while because they'll be in communication with me and they'll be commenting and they'll be a part of it and then they'll kind of disappear and i'll sit there and i'll be like three months later they're going to come back and they generally do because they haven't allowed themselves the time to to really heal and to really focus on moving forward yeah. and to deal with the problems at hand mm-hmm. i mean me i've had arguments with, with trevor before and we've talked divorce and separation and it's always i remember saying to him in an argument once he was like well when you know if we just break up then everything will be fine and i'm like no it won't because we're both still mental we need to sort this out right but actually because we're not dealing with the issues that they're always going to be underlying so actually yeah, we might not have the issue anymore, but I'll have that issue with somebody else and you'll have that issue with somebody mm-hmm. else because actually we're not doing the internal healing mm-hmm. that we need to do and we're not being patient enough to let the other person do it in their own time because I'm expecting, well, if I can fix myself in a week, you can, and if I can go to therapy and deal with it, you should go to therapy and, and actually we're all different. Mm-hmm. But we carry those things into other relationships because we don't give ourselves the time to really accept you know, the grief of it and to accept what we've done wrong. It's hard to be accountable. It is. You want to just pick at all the things that the other person had done to you. You know, you did this and you said this and you failed here. And I I don't want to say divorce is a failure because I don't like to think that people fail at stuff. I think it's something that maybe didn't work, but that's not the end of the world. But I think it's hard, isn't it? Because you, you want to blame the other person because I, I, I don't know my fault. I think well, yeah. <laughs> I'm perfect. What do you mean? I didn't do fucking wrong. I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's an important step in the process, especially when you're the person who got served the papers. That is important to start to blame the other person a little bit. You kind of have to. This is going to sound kind of weird, but you kind of have to hate the other person at first because that's how right. your heart and mind kind of start the separation process so you look through the relationship and find every little thing about them that just drove you nuts um yeah. but the trick to it and a lot of people stop there but the trick to it is to then after you've kind of done that look at your side of things too and unfortunately from what i've seen and i'm not you know like you guys say i'm not any sort of expert i'm just a dude with an instagram account um, a lot of people. That stop makes it there. sound really random. Like we just like search the hashtag. Yeah, just like yeah, he'll do. <laughs> it is about divorce. Yeah, yeah, right, it, right, is yeah it is relevant to the topic. <laughs> but a lot of people do stop. They stop there, and they stop at you know. Uh, I'll sit there and I'll ask a question about um, just anything about divorce, and a lot of the the comments I get are he 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 he. You know, she, 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 and it's never I, we, us, and it's like that's you. Uh-huh. You got to move past that. You got to figure out where you fucked up. 
because yeah. that is how you grow. And if you're and if you're not if you're going to stop there, you're going to have the same issue with the next relationship and the next relationship and the next relationship. That's so yeah. deep. I love that. Yeah, it is. And I don't know how much you want to go into it, but you said at, um, a little while ago you said there are two pe- you know two types of people that you see are two or two general themes where people who rush it or people who get stuck and. You mentioned maybe I maybe I misheard, but I, I think you mentioned that you got stuck. Yes. Is there anything you can you know if you want to talk about how you got unstuck? Uh, well, uh, I stopped drinking as much. That was a big. Uh, right. That and were you using drink then as a <laughs> clutch? Oh, for yeah. sure. I mean, the last last I'd say month of the marriage before we separated. You know, I knew it was coming, and I was basically just staying at the house until I could move out. And I was I, I joke about it, but I I would go out every night, start out with at least two pitchers of beer, um, mm-hmm. you know, just for myself. I'm because you're so American, we're like pitchers of beer. Right. I I love it. Is that a thing like over there? Looking at a picture, um, not a picture. Oh, pictures. <laughs> yeah, I would just look longingly I a drug, at pictures a drug of, of beer. beer yeah, Lauren. <laughs> a uh, a pitcher here is like four pints of beer. So two pitchers, eight pints. Uh, <laughs> that's better that's talk, that's talk english uh and uh and i would get shit-faced and i would do that every night because i couldn't go home i didn't feel like i could go home mm. because even though it was my house i didn't feel like i mm. uh i i belonged there anymore so so when i stopped drinking that was that was kind of the first step of the process or at least stopped drinking as much and then from there, it was really just kind of the starting of the F Divorce Instagram account that really kind of helped. Because when I started it, I didn't know that uh, Instagram could be used for stuff other than like taking pictures of your food and the cliche stuff that we, we think of it for. Um, and I, I actually came across Lauren's Instagram and I saw that you can you can express your feelings, you can help people, you can do these things outside of just the the, the kind of model pics you see all the time. And so yeah. I started it out and it was a place for me to vent and to really emote because I didn't feel like I had anybody I could go to. Um, I don't want to get too much into the stuff that she had done, but there had been a lot of um, putting me down to our friends and so I felt like anything that I would say would just kind of come off defensive regardless of whether it was true or not and you know most of my friends are still in the process of like getting married and here I am at 30 years old getting divorced and so and I don't come from a family that divorce happens a lot so I felt like there was no one I could talk to and so I I jumped on and I started to vent and I didn't think anybody would pay attention. Uh, I didn't understand how it worked. And out of nowhere, these people started commenting and sending me messages and listening. Wow. And I, I just, it blew my mind. I did, I, I had no idea that this would happen. And so that's really what kind of started the the healing process was just that's communicating amazing. with other people that had been through yeah. what I had been through. And understood yeah. without judgment, without, you know, they, they got nothing out of it. It was literally just see somebody hurting and they reached out. And that is 
beautiful yeah. and I mean, so powerful yeah, yeah. it was and, shocking well a yeah amazing that our lauren <laughs> was part of that you know even in you know in a little way you know inspiring you but i'm so glad that that happened because you know it's obviously helped you enormously but think of all the like the ripple effect of like mm. you have a really really amazing i mean i followed you for a while as well like amazing account really really popular Thank and like, how many people will be you know helped by that like you are helped yourself i think it's incredible what you do thank you yeah i just wanted to give back and i you know i'm not a i'm not a divorce coach i'm not a lawyer i'm not any of these 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 things thank god uh, right <laughs> right yeah who did it our bloody right? shit that we preserve? who would be a lawyer <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> My bad. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think it was really just an opportunity for me to give back uh, as a way of repaying the people that had helped me out so much. It's such a common theme, isn't it? Because one of the things we've talked about continually and, and probably more so when we talked about social media episode was reaching out or being open online has this massive just network of people that you never would have considered before and like you saying you know being 30 and divorced not many of your friends would have gone through that process who do you turn to and the internet you know as much as we can be like oh the internet because it has got this dark side to it it's an incredible place for connecting the right Mm -hmm. people it is it is to having that voice and being able to help other people um and I think that exactly what, you know, the ethos of our podcast is sharing. Yeah. And when you share, you know, change happens. And that's exactly what you've done. I think it's so refreshing to see a man talk about stuff like this, um, especially where you mentioned depression um, and mental health. You know, here in the UK, we talk about this a lot because men don't talk about it enough. Um, and the suicide rates here, especially for men, are so high. Mm-hmm. Um and do you find that talking about that has helped your own personal mental health journey? Do you have men maybe reach out to you and say, you know, I wish I could say that, but I can't? Were there things that you felt you maybe couldn't have even said because you felt like that expectation of you being a man meant that you couldn't? I do have a lot of guys that reach out, but it is a lot more rare on Instagram because Instagram's skewed pretty heavily uh, towards women. Yes. But unfortunately, a lot of the ones who do talk about it are pissed. Mm. They come from a place of pain, usually. Uh, They got Mm. screwed by the system. Uh, Over here, uh, you guys are more like 50-50 based, I hear, with how you do money and and that kind of stuff with your divorce. Uh, They pretend to be that way in the States, but really, they're gonna go with the mom more times than not okay so lauren just needs to move to the u.s yeah pretty much um you'll be fine you'll be fine they'll be like okay fine um so a lot of guys end up getting completely screwed by the system and so Mm. when they reach out it's from a place of anger and it's from a place Mm. of really just kind of hating all women but for me it was really just to kind of say uh that guys and girls, we're, we're human beings. We go through the same emotions. We go through the same mm. uh, processes to, to do this. It's just there's, there's hardly any outreach for guys out there. I mean, if you Google divorce information or divorce help or any of that kind of stuff, women have blogs upon blogs upon blogs of stuff. I mean, it's everywhere. Guys, all we get are divorce lawyers. 
and all we get are how to protect your money. I mean, early on, somebody wanted me to review their book, and it was technically two different books. And the and the book for the females was how to protect your heart, uh, you know, get away from, and they actually said, you know, get away from the douchebag and all these kind of things. And everything for the guy was just protect your money. Mm, very assumption-based, yeah. isn't it? You've got emotions too. Right. And... And our emotions are the same. Now, for me, it's hard for me to talk about my emotions, which is kind of weird. If you look at my account, you'd think, oh, he's, he's fine with it. But um, I, don't, I don't know if it's because I was told to not do that as a man, because mm-hmm. I don't remember ever mm-hmm. being told that. I think for me, it's just I don't like to do that. But it is, it is hard for guys because uh, we are expected to be able to kind of move on and, uh, you know, jump back into it. And that's just not the reality. And I think even in movies, it's depicted that, you know, the woman takes everything from the man and he's left with nothing. And, you know, he's done this and he's well, done he's that. he's the scumbag. Yeah, it's and, normally that and way actually, that's so awful because, you know, where... To his like, where does his mental health, where does right. his you know health and and well being, where does that come into it? And and it doesn't, does it? We we almost laugh at these films the way it's depicted, and you think, yeah, man, you get. It. Or even these you know awful reality TV programs, you know, you always think, oh yeah, she's gonna get all that and she's gonna get all this. And actually, I I admittedly have never sat back and thought, I wonder how that's affected him. Mm. I wonder how that's affected his mental like health or well being. Yeah, Jack says straight off the top was um, that there is blame yeah. on both sides. And unless we're talking about the extremes of a, you know, a really abusive situation, there often, you know, largely is, even if there's infidelity or whatever, you know, there still can... It's not black and white situation. It is grey. Um, with shades of grey, not the yeah. 50. <laughs> no, it certainly wasn't in my case. Yeah, no. right. like, like but there's maybe. still... I wonder, I, I wonder how Joe's Valentine's was then, hey, hey. <laughs> Well... Anyway, well, no, I mean, I, I agree. And if you look at it, and I've noticed this uh, with with people talking about their stories, you know, I I dealt with infidelity. Uh, she had had like a two year long affair on and off with wow. someone who I, at that point, considered a friend. And, oh gosh! And you don't often hear that. This is like a nineties music video. I know this it's is bad. awful. Uh, when a guy <laughs> when a guy cheats, you know, your first thoughts, uh, Joe. You kind of kind of talked about it there for a second. You made a comment. Your first thought is that guy's a scumbag. Yeah, yeah that's what you're saying. Like that's what society says. Right. But like, if a girl cheats, it's like, oh, the guy must have been. Oh, power exactly. to you, woman. Get what you want. Bad. Yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, so what was, was the doing guy wrong? doing wrong? Yep. And that's so wrong. And that's the same way it is with the divorce. Uh, I'm. All, I was already blamed before anybody got any information. Before, you know, people look at me and automatically assume he's 30 years old and he's divorced. He had to have fucked something up somewhere, you know? And while I wasn't, I'm not going to sit here and say that I was a perfect husband. I'm a human being. I have issues. Um, To walk into it with that already kind of there. Tainted. Yeah. 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 Agreed. And I think on my part, you know, people looked at my personality and this is what I say, you know, there is... 
the assumptions that we were just talking about, the women getting what she wants and, and da, 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 it, it was the opposite, actually. And But people would look at my personality and go, she's ballsy, she's confident, she goes out, does what she wants. But so people judge and thought, well, it must be Lauren. She's not. She's not happy. She's not got enough. She's nothing's ever enough for her. It's very, very opposite mm. to that. But people make assumptions, don't they? A bit of society, a bit of your personality. But it goes to show you never quite know what added up to get to that point, and of ultimately course. why somebody chose to stay, leave, struggle. You name it. Um, but you just you just have to battle on through, don't you, Jack? And just say, I know that this is either the right thing for me if you're the one wanting to go or indeed this is the right thing full stop for both of us as much as this really really hurts which was a a mix for both of us bluntly but it's it's really tough when society has all of these labels and all of these assumptions Mm. and and if they're not in your favor which they most definitely wasn't for me that really makes it tough because you you don't know what battle you're fighting really yeah exactly on top of having to deal with just the divorce itself, it did feel like I was I was combating um, other stuff. And that, I kind of hinted at that earlier with why I started the, the account, because there were so many people that automatically assumed that I was the bad guy, that automatically assumed that I was the one in the wrong. And I felt like telling them that that wasn't the case wouldn't even do anything. Because once you've already heard something and once you've already... Uh, got the idea it's it's kind of hard to to change someone's mind especially when the term and this this is this is a term that that hurts me a little bit but I was called a narcissist and when that happened um, it's it's a very popular term right now Um, when Mm. that happened people just automatically they heard that word and they assumed that that was the case and when it comes to narcissism and true narcissism, the first assumption is that you can't believe anything that they say because they're lying. Mm. And so I was labeled a narcissist and that was it. These are people that I've loved and known for, you know, a decade. And it just boom. And that was it. Yeah. The power of words and one little word. I'm looking at Lauren now. Lauren is like nodding. Lauren basically has not stopped nodding. No, I'm just nodding because I I get it. And and I'm learning so much, actually, even though obviously um, we're on the similar path. It's just fascinating because, yes, again... Uh, in in my relationship um, uh, there was a lot of labels a lot of names and and I think you know I suppose to kind of bring it together I think what then comes out of such a process is then trying to find your identity with what is a much wiser slash burnt Mm -hmm. in places mind um, and soul uh, because some things I think will take a hell of a lot of time to move on from. But uh, how have you found sort of finding your new new but old identity? And by old, I mean, you know, I, for me, I've still got a kid. I've still got the same body, albeit a little bit more aged, but I'm, I'm having to... Having... It looks good, girl. It looks good. <laughs> but, you know, start again with a wiser mind, which also kind of makes you a bit cynical as well, doesn't it, really, of, of love and life? Yeah, I, I mean, I started out cynical. I've always been cynical, Um I <laughs> own it. You're right. I mean, I I like to say I'm I'm a, I'm a realist, but I'm probably more of a glass half empty kind of guy. I've always been that way. I had some stuff early on in my life that just kind of shook that innocence out of me. But the way I look at it is, you're a new person. You're you you have some of those traits 
from who you are before. You have some of those building blocks. But you don't rebuild with the same pieces. You rebuild with new pieces. And for me, it was seeing, you know, what I stand for now, of finding out who I am now and and looking at the things that happened in the relationship that damaged me tremendously and realizing that those weren't true. The things that were said about me and said to me uh, weren't true. And it took a while. I mean, it took a long time to to kind of rebuild my um, self-esteem back up to feeling at least at the level of being deserving of being alive. But once I got there, it kind of got to a situation now where I'm at where I, I not really won for the idea of like finding yourself. I know that that term gets thrown around a lot, but, you know, life experiences change you. So I think it's hard to find yourself because yourself is is a moving target, but it's about the journey. It's yeah. just it's really just about embracing and and seeking it out. Don't worry about finding yourself the destination. Just enjoy the ride. Absolutely. Yeah, and the ups and the downs are all part of it and we are the sum of our experiences. And I love that phrase and it just it, you 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 can't go back to you know I obviously it's a very different thing but you know I've had my mental health struggles and um I've had I've had difficulties with with people in my life saying I just want old Joe back. And that's quite a difficult thing to face because you say there is no old Joe like old Joe is gone mm-hmm. and this Joe is who's here. And well, we're that, constantly always evolving, aren't we? Yeah. An imprint. These things take it to put an imprint on you, and it's and it's about um, you'll have to listen to our flaws episode um, because it's about sort of embracing that and taking that with you and just allowing yourself to grow from that. And I absolutely love that. I think it's mm. brilliant. So it's been a bit of a heavy one this week, but thank you so so much. I mean, you're. It's. I think this is going to help so many people. Um, and we're hoping that this is coming out after Valentine's Day, so it's. I hope it's not too pertinent for really anybody. But if it is, go and check Jack's Instagram. I personally, I think we should just launch it on Valentine's Day. No. That'd be funny. Afterwards, well, that's what Afterwards. we should have done. Um, so we are going to. Uh, do some of our listener wisdom just to round it yeah, off today. and it'd be nice to hear hear what Jack says have a, have a man, yeah. 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 man on our listener wisdom um, so we've got Mum Life with Tony. Um, oh I love her I hi. love her hi Tony. she's amazing and she's put what I wish I'd known is that it all works out in the end oh isn't that good for today so good <gasps> for today and yeah. I, I love that yeah it, it doesn't feel like it though does it Jack you feel like oh my god when is this nightmare going to end and then you pass through like mine's overlapped new year which has just been like, oh my god, it's another year. But of course, it only started a few months into the last one. Right. But yeah, it doesn't feel that way, does it? No. Um, yeah, and and unlike the movies and in the books and that kind of stuff, there is no kind of big aha moment. You just kind of mm-hmm. wake up one day and it hurts a little bit less, and then it just <sighs> keeps going until eventually you wake up and you're not thinking about that person twenty four seven. You know, but it does. It sounds so tacky, but it it does get better. I mean, simply put, you yeah, put the work it in, it gets better. I know. I was going to say it does sound like a cliche, but you know how I how I feel about grief. I mean, yeah, it's a really similar analogy. Yeah. Um, this one, and I'm not sure how relevant or if it's just like complete irony. Um, Diary of a whole mum, Tara. She is hilarious. Um, has put what I wish I'd known is that marriage is hard work. <laughs> <laughs> And it could end this way. Um, Do they know we're talking about divorce today? I think this is just so funny that 
these people nobody knows what we're talking about and yeah. they just seem so <laughs> fitting which I, I just think is so I funny I think you know to put a positive spin on that it is hard work people always view that as marriage is hard but actually I think anything that you conversely anything you love and you want to be in is gonna be a bit of a struggle it's gonna have ups and downs so I think anything you want and equally don't want is going to be hard work. And I think people always say, oh, marriage is a bloody pain in the bum, and that's why people probably choose not to get married. But, you know, I think anything good in life, this is me putting my positive spin, is going to going to have a bit of work to, to I do. I think it's realistic it? for people to think that it's hard work. Yeah. Um, and also, I think it's not, like I said earlier, you know, it's not a failure. And you it doesn't mean not, you failed yeah, if, if, if you, you, know, if it, you, you know, haven't if, worked if hard enough. If you do enough. end up having a divorce. And it also, yeah, it doesn't mean you haven't worked hard enough either. I would, I would say this for me, uh, and sorry if Mike's is listening, but this has made me, this process. You know, I've, I'm now free of, to quote, the old version that didn't like herself, felt trapped, felt... She you mean Joe conf- like so? So, oh, are we... What's the name of lawyer? some Valentine's Day. No, I totally agree <laughs> with you, Lauren. I mean, it... it it's made it me. made me, too. I mean, I, there were so many things mm. that I wanted to do uh, as far as... I always wanted to have a blog. I always wanted to, to do these kind of things, have have a podcast. But I never had anything to... to I don't, this sounds bad, but, like, talk about. You know what I mean? You've got... <laughs> It's content. It's content. 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 Get a divorce. Have content. <laughs> right. That is making serious lemonade out of them lemons. Right. It is. Um, and the last one, just Very to end, last. and actually, I quite like this one because, again, it kind of fits. Doesn't really fit, but it, it, it's a nice way to end. Is that um, Silver? Oh my gosh, Silver! We really need to cut reading the names because I'm so bad at this. Oh, I know. It's really hard. The names. Silver Myra um, has said, "What I wish I'd known is that is how to do self care and that it isn't selfish, but it's essential." Mm. And I think that's really important. I think on reflection. Yeah, and um, hitting rock bottom, yeah. whether it's divorce, whether it's mental health, whether you know your mental breakdown. Um, or whatever it might be, but I think sometimes actually hitting rock bottom can really help you move on and move on in a healthy way. Um, and I think self-care is a big part of that. It, it is, and, and, and when I uh, met with my divorce lawyer, which always sounds so official, and I'm like, oh, my God, I sound like a bit of a twat. <laughs> but she said to me, Lauren, I just want you to remember a couple of things. She was like, please sleep properly and please eat properly. I'm like, what are you talking about? Gosh, she was so right because the mental energy that you consume, wondering if what ruminating on the past, and obviously all the natural changes like moving house, and obviously I had a child, and I was he was seeing unfortunately some of the the, the not so pleasant moments, which of course then you get guilt. The basics like sleeping, eating, or just doing really small little things in the day. When I'm sure you found this, Jack, you do bugger all all day and all night, and then you feel even worse because you just slobbed around. And and actually, just doing one tiny little thing is success when you are in the depth of uh, separation slash divorce. Um, but it will, and it does absolutely has recently got a lot better for me so Mm -hmm. self-care during divorce is so crucial for men and women yes totally agree i mean when i started it out i was given the advice to to do three things every day and that was wake up take a shower have breakfast and then watch the news or check my email just three simple little things and that that normalcy was huge to force myself to go into that routine and even when I didn't necessarily feel like doing those things, doing those things in the beginning, just knocking them out right away, 
there it was a night and day difference with with how mm. the rest of the day went yeah so it doesn't all blur into one yeah and that can that can be in a, a circumstance of any really mental health or mm-hmm. heavy grief or you know something mm. that's that, a difficult a difficult situation. yeah and and you can definitely um get yourself into that what's strange is although we've talked about something quite heavy it's been a really lovely conversation. Really nice. It doesn't feel. I actually feel quite light. Yeah. I feel like it's, and, and thank I'm going to go home and serve some papers. <laughs> right, right. We Easy breezy. <laughs> I'm going to go and change my Facebook status. I'm like, I'm done, hun. And no, actually, no, thank I'm you. But you know, you guys, like, it's it's not an easy topic to talk no, about. No, and I think we just, yeah, really want to thank you for your honesty, and it's going to help people. Thank you. So yeah, I think thank that's you. what we've got time for. Um, yep. Yeah got to thank all our lovely listeners we're getting lots more which is very exciting um rate review subscribe on itunes and yeah if you've got anything you want to tell us about if you want to give us some of your listener wisdom or just want to suggest guests or topics um contact us via our website which is what i wish i had known.co.uk and yeah share tell your friends and we will see you next week Bye. bye, bye.